My name is Steve, and this is You Talk that you have found, and it's all about you talking to us. The show today is going to be extremely practical. You're going to you're going to walk away going, glad I did it. That was helpful. Um, we've got a guy that is no stranger to You Talk that will be joining us in just a moment or so. Our guest is going to help us kind of sort through. What is a new normal going to look like? I, I don't know about you, but I, I run across people all the time, and I'm, I'm kind of that way. It's like, I'm anxious. I, I'm, I'm, I, I want to move forward to that epic day when we can get back to a normal life. Now, is that possible? How do we think through that transition uh, into what is going to be a new normal? Because let's face it, we're not going back to what was normal. Um, and... How do we want our life to be? Uh, how do we want it to look like in this new normal? Dr. Josh Morgan is no stranger whatsoever. He's part of the Utah crew, and um, he's an interesting guy. He's a data psychologist by day, and he is a trekker by night. Uh, he's an advocate for compassion and whole person mental health. And you know, that's what I, I really like about having Dr. Josh as, as part of our crew. Um, he's practical. It's not all this ethereal stuff and you walk away and your brain is hurting going, okay, what do I do now? And just to let you in on a little secret, he also has a blue dinosaur he travels with. There he is! <laughs> <laughs> Since you, you mentioned him. <laughs> he's right there. There you, there you go. he's your traveling companion, correct? He's my traveling companion. Um, I just booked my first post-pandemic, mid-pandemic, I don't know where in the pandemic we are, still in a public health emergency, uh, yes. but my first uh, flight in two and a half weeks, and uh, Blue will have to come with me, of course. Oh, I, I love it. How can people kind of follow you, Blue and you? Yeah, well, there's the priorities, right? I think I need to make uh, Blue his own social media handle, but I, I'm here on Instagram at Dr. Josh M, Twitter at Dr. Josh and LinkedIn at, uh, I think it's Dr. Josh M also. Oh, so pretty easy. We'll come back I, to that again. I got it fairly easy, yeah. Pretty easy to follow you and find you. Okay, now I'm going to digress for just a moment because, because I mean, we, we got into blue, we got into the Trekker stuff. I won't ask you if you have Trekker uh, undergarments because we've asked that before. <laughs> so we don't need to revisit that. But I was, you know, when I was kind of putting together the beat sheet for this, I thought, you know, I wonder... I wonder what Dr. Josh would be like as a superhero. So here's the question. If you could have any superhero power, what power would you have? Why? And mm. how would you use it? How would I use it? Wow. Yes. There are so many really cool superpowers. You know, it's actually reminding me, I did a presentation and interviewed a friend and colleague of mine about a month ago for our, our SAS Global Forum. And she actually said that data is her superpower. And I was like, you know what, working for a data company, I may have to steal that. But that just doesn't feel exciting. I mean, it's exciting in my, in really, my own nerdy doesn't. world. It really is. Yeah, but, okay, okay. You know, so, so uh, to answer it in more of a traditional way, I guess, um, I would all, I've always wanted to fly. And at the same time, as we were talking about travel, I'm wondering, I, I think teleportation could be really helpful. 
uh, to be able to, sure. you know, be able to visit more places faster uh, with Southern California traffic, be able to just oh, bypass oh, 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 all yes. of that. And, and then, you know, maybe if I was creative and um, risky enough, you could like functionally fly by like teleport yourself into the sky and like coast and then just teleport <laughs> to the next spot and coast. So I get it. I get and get that in there too. How's that? Okay. okay. Is that a good all answer? Right. But see, you've told us a little bit about why yes. and the power you want, but how would maybe you, you would you use it to help others? Could you I, grab I, somebody and teleport them with you? I, I, you know what? I think that would have to be a requirement of the teleportation skill is okay. that I, I could take people with me. Um, I, I, absolutely. I think that that could be useful on a whole lot of fronts. Yes. <laughs> I can just envision it now because uh, our audience probably doesn't know this. I mean, you do webinars and you do, you yeah. know, all these teaching things. I think that's where you and I first met and then realized we had all these connections. So I can, I can envision it now that you would be doing teleporting webinars and Zoom calls. I can Zoom see right there. That's <laughs> absolutely. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um. Are there some, when we're thinking about transitioning and the anxiousness that so many people have regarding, you know, are we post pre in the middle of the pandemic? And I almost hesitate to look at, at news feeds I get anymore. It, it's, um, you know, now I, I looked at something earlier today and it's like now the, the travel restrictions going to Mexico and Canada are going to be extended into, you know, another month from now. Um, you know, all these in a, a couple new variants and mask requirements, some places and in some situations. And I know for me, that's kind of confusing mask or not mask, you know, <laughs> depending upon where you're going, but are there some um, tips maybe that you could give us that, mm -hmm. You know, how do we determine what kind of life we want in this new normal? Yeah. You know, I, I think there's two parts to that okay. question, actually, Steve. I, I mean, I, I almost want to talk about that second half first of the new normal. Okay. You know, a lot of people are talking about that or get back to normal. I, this gets to many of our conversations of what is normal? <laughs> really? Well, I'm not. I'll affirm that now. <laughs> I mean, but, but, but I mean, really, to our point here, who is really normal? We all have abnormality. I mean, de depending on our definitions there. Sure. I, I think what we really get used to is more of what we often call the status quo, just things as are familiar and okay. usual. If we really think about it, in contrast to how you uh, so lovely uh, introduced me, you know, to, to be a little philosophical at, at the moment, everything is always changing. Even the mm. things of day-to-day -day life that, you know, this is my normal, that may be your routine, that may be your status quo, but is it really not changing? Or are there changes? Now, mm. in the midst of a public okay. health emergency and a pandemic, a lot of changes have been forced upon us suddenly. And even as restrictions lift, many of those have felt very rapid also. So it's, yes. I would say, kind of an acceleration, speeding up a change to what we have experienced. Hmm. But I, I would use this as a way, one of the my reflections personally, too, in as we move out of a public health emergency, as we look at what a new normal would be, 
is day to day, there is always a new normal. Moment to moment, there really can even be a new normal for us. Sure. Can we be more aware of changes, be able to be more adaptable to that? And what can it teach us? Which I think then gets to that first Mm. part of your your question is, what can we do about that? I think one of the big challenges many of us have, and it's, it's human nature, is we really get attached very strongly to our routines. This mm-hmm. is because it's comfortable, right? Sure. It's what we yeah. know. Who yeah. doesn't want it's to be safe? Be 100%. We want to be safe. We want to be comfortable. Yes, all of us do. And I think COVID has really taught us that many things are not as safe and comfortable as we thought they were. Oh, I don't yes. think that's a bad thing to be more aware. No, of. no, I don't. Th- real, I, I would, I would agree with you. I don't think it is at all. And I think it's we need to. You mentioned status quo. It's so easy just to get into that routine. Yeah, just keep to the same thing, same place, same. You know, and that's not necessarily the best way to live. And, and on the other side, you know, talking out of both sides of my mouth in some ways, routines are very beneficial. With my yes. psychologist hat on and being able to give us a lot of psychological resiliency and be able to cope with anxiety, depression, go down those routines are very, very powerful. Hmm. But if we get too stuck in, it has to be this way. Ah, When life throws us a curveball, which it will do. (laughs) That is just the definition. Uh, Yeah. One or two or three every day. (laughs) As we're talking, that's exactly right. Can we adapt? Hmm. And I think a powerful lesson from all of this for the past year is we have all adapted. Whether we've wanted to or not, some of us have done it kicking and screaming, but we've adapted. That is a very, I think, powerful, hopeful lesson that even when our discomfort arises, to remember, we were able to adapt, even if it was uncomfortable. Hmm. I like that. That can lead to growth. Yeah, I I was just going to say that because to me, that's how we start to grow. Yeah. Okay, we didn't like it necessarily. It wasn't best case scenario, but we made it through and there were huge changes. I mean, let's face it, not little kind of ones that add up, although there were those two, but these huge, ginormous changes, but we survived. We've had some struggles, you know, some more than others. You and I have talked about this, you know, anxiety, um, unfortunately, abuse in the home, um, you know, uh, suicidal thoughts and, uh, you know, all those kinds of things. But but I like the idea of seeing it as growth, that we can grow, um, we can improve um, on this journey of learning, really. And, and yeah. you know, you and I have had this conversation, you know me well, I, I am one of those that wants to constantly be learning. I'm always asking you questions and sending you a, a note or something in text and, and you're coming back and you're gracious going, oh, great, not another question from this guy. <laughs> <laughs> but no, seriously, you know, it, it's we should constantly be learning, as, in my opinion, as long as we have breath. Yes. And we can comprehend because there's so much to learn. Absolutely. About ourselves, about the world, uh, mm. about each other. Mm. And, and I think that that's something just for my own sake, too, is, I mean, being a psychologist, I, I'm trained in trying to listen, although it may not always sound like that, as, as I can talk a lot, as you well know, Steve, too. <laughs> you know, but being able to learn and be curious about each other, about ourselves, etc. Mm-hmm. And, and yet... In the midst of a public health emergency like we've got here, it has raised my awareness of even 
the amount of, in some ways, lack of compassion and empathy and awareness of, of struggles of, of others that were no. blind spots. Oh. That's a good thing, I, I would say, yes. in being able to yes. be aware. A, a, a good example, you know, you're bringing up masks. I mean, we're, we're talking about that with the Delta variant popping up more and mm-hmm. should we, shouldn't we? I, I have mm-hmm. two little kids at home, as you know, who aren't eligible for a vaccine. We're wearing masks, <laughs> period, yeah. even though yeah. I'm fully vaccinated because it's just safer. I don't want to unintentionally bring something home to them. Um, it's more about them. And that's part of the thinking, I think, here, mm. is it's helping us also go, can I do something? Can I sacrifice some comfort? You know, a piece of cloth over my faith. face is sacrificing some comfort for someone else, especially uh, yes. now that I'm vaccinated. It's really more for others. Yes. No. Yes. We do. We're talking about this now in the midst of COVID. At the start of it, when, you know, we were like, is this an issue? Is it not? I'll be honest. I kind of dismissed it. I'm like, eh. It's a, sure. you know, there's all these things going yeah. around, just like many people, but I'll, I'll, I'll own it. I did, I did take it as seriously as some of my colleagues, as, as my employers did, actually. <laughs> you know, thinking, well, the flu is like this. Yeah. But then in the last several months, I've also been reflecting back and going, well, yeah, the flu is like this. Maybe we should actually take the flu more serious. Maybe, rather Maybe. than saying we should treat it like the flu, Maybe we haven't treated the flu well. Yeah, no, exactly. If, if when I have the flu, if I put on a mask, <laughs> heaven forbid, what is, what's wrong? And, and, and that I think is also a piece of this is maybe that's part of the new normal is going, you know what? I'm going to think outside myself a bit more. Um, mm. I'm going to pay attention to things that I just thought were routine. And yeah, hundreds of thousands of people get sick and die every year of the flu. Oh, well, that's part of life. Maybe it's not. No, maybe we exactly. can do more. I mean, I got my flu shots, but maybe there's more that I could have done. And we oh. can even reduce those tragedies. I, I think we should be having those conversations as well. Oh, see, I love that. Because you know, and you talk, we're really big about being being the change and making yeah. a difference. And you know, and I like the, this element we need to add in that, that we've, you've been referring to over and over again about learning and growth. I mean, here's a, go back to the, the mask for a moment. Here's a, a weird thing, a good weird thing that happened to me. Um, you know, my doctor said, hey, you know, uh, need to start exercising more, you know, lose some weight, that kind of stuff. And so here we are in the middle of the pandemic and, and you know, we're being told to wear a mask even outside. So I'm wearing this mask and, and I'm jogging up the horse trails you know, uh, at the bottom of the mountains where I live and coming back. And, and then I went back to, you know, have a subsequent checkup. And my doctor's going, whoa, Steve, what have you been doing? He goes, <laughs> your lungs are huge. You've got huge breathing capacity. You know, And I said, well, doc, I've been doing. He goes, now, you know, you really don't need to wear a mask when you're jogging. He said, because you can see somebody coming at you, you know, when you're going up there, they're coming sure. down. You can move out of the way. But he said, I'm not going to tell you not to. Because he said, what you're doing is improving your lung capacity. And he said, it's almost as if you're training to be running in a higher elevation. Mm. And I thought, mm-hmm. you know, I, I like it. I like it. Now, I got to admit, with this heat wave, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm out of sync with that. Uh, yeah. you know? but, but I'm seriously thinking, when I start in again, I might just wear it periodically because if it's having a positive effect on my body, if my, my lungs have sure. more air capacity, I'm growing. So it, I, I guess we're talking about attitude too. 
I, I think it is and how we frame it and thinking more broadly. I, I mean, you're using the term learning. That's part of it. Uh, a term that keeps popping up to me too is curiosity. Continuing ah. to think, I, I think it's all these themes that we're talking about. Think outside the box. You know, mm. sometimes we get the, the public dialogue is so focused on, should we force people to wear a mask? Should we not force people to wear a mask? I shouldn't be able to, you know, like, what about these other benefits? <laughs> Just yes. let, let's pause. Let's pause that dialogue for a moment. And, and to your point, you were doing it to protect yourself and protect others. And you know what? There was an unintended consequence that was better for you. Yes. And, and the other thing, and, and maybe it's worth doing. Is it uncomfortable? Yes. Is there a benefit? Yes. Yeah. And then you weigh that. And, and that, I think, is a big piece of this conversation, mm. too, in how we move forward and how we adapt to change is being aware for ourselves, right? What are, what are the consequences and benefits to us and according to our values? If there's a benefit of, you know, for me, being able to protect my kids, being able to protect other people I may encounter sure. from anything I may bring aligns with my values, we all need to look at those values. The other part that I like that mm. you're talking about here is you're also educating yourself, talking to your personal physician in your personal context. Yes, yes. That's the, that is a good way to do it. I was just reading an article about a physician who's been on the front lines in one of the states that has very low vaccination rates. And she's like, why haven't you gotten the vaccine? Did you talk to your personal physician about this? An invariable Every single person said, no, I never even thought about asking that person. You know, there's good reasons not to. Yes. And there's a lot of really bad reasons not to. Yes. Um, yes, absolutely. Having an educated conversation with a physician as a consultant in this case for your context, that's valuable. And mm. that's a good lesson for us, I think, in general in life. Because as Americans in particular, we don't do a great job of proactively, I think, talking to healthcare providers about what really is best for me until there's a problem and now we're reactive and then it's too late. Hey, I was going to say, and, and then it is too late, you know, and it's, I always uh, kind of back talk to my physician, my doctor uh, at times, because he'll say, well, you need to, I'll say, you know what, doc, you're the quarterback. Okay. Now I, I'm not, you know, he knows I'm not a big one. I want him to take drugs or, yeah. you know, this kind of thing. And, and, um, but when you listen to him and you can improve and I know there was at one point, um, you know, he wanted me to take medication because I was overweight. Um, and I said, doc, you know, and he goes, well, you got another choice and it's either meds or exercise. And he said, I want you to come back in a month. And he went, whoa, you took me seriously. I said, well, you're the quarterback, you know, and right. I think we have to develop that attitude of learning and listening. And in the midst of this, are, are there things that we really need to consider that maybe they were part of a, our old normal, we'll call it that. Are there things that we need to be willing to say, uh, there's some, I need to leave those behind mm. um, or I need to rebuild them or I need to be open to, thinking outside the box. I love that terminology and exploring maybe a new path or, or something different. It's, it, does that come back to attitude? What are we talking about with that? There's so many, I mean, that in itself could be a very long conversation, I think. And, 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 and it varies. You know, I, I'd go back to a couple of principles that, that we've been touching on is what are our values individually and collectively? Mm. I think a big lesson is a reflection on our culture and society, especially, you know, talking about the United States, 
we have this tendency towards being very individualistic and, and, it's, mm-hmm. and it's great yes. strength in many ways. Yeah. You cannot get through a public health emergency in a pandemic like this in an individual way. Period. You can't. It no. is about us doing things together. And when we don't, that's when you get the spikes in infections. Yes. So to me, I think that is a fundamental difference is we have to start thinking. It doesn't mean we throw away the individuality, you know, mm-hmm. and our personal responsibility mm-hmm. and, yes. you know, yes. my choices and everything. I mean, you, you, your example about your physician too, of you, here's your choices, meds or exercise, <laughs> yeah. right? If you want to live, yeah. <laughs> if you don't want to live, do what you want, right? Yeah, exactly. But, but therein lies the thing. What is your goal? What are your values? What are your choices, right? And exactly. how do they impact other people? I think that's a piece that we probably need to be a bit Ooh. more intentional about asking yes. and really thinking about yes. of maybe it doesn't impact me, but will it impact someone else? We can start extending this to other major issues. Talk about you know global warming and the environment. Does it make a difference to me personally? Eh, not necessarily. Will it, will, will it for my kids, my grandkids, for people, you know, in another part of the world? Yeah, it might. Is that valuable? I think that's a reflective question we need to ask ourselves. What aligns with my values? What do I care about? Am I willing to sacrifice things and make myself uncomfortable for someone else? For the community, for the for greater the good, for our society. Uh, I mean, and you can, you can bring that back down to a smaller scale, family. Friends, one hundred percent, and all of our our socializing really has has kind of gone out the window almost, um, and onto a screen. Yeah, uh, you know, because so many people, I, I hear it over and over again. I'm tired of Zoom. Uh, you know, I'm tired of having these Zoom classes, and and I had a chance to do some really fun stuff at the the end of this last semester, being invited into schools to do a Zoom call, but it was playing my drums because typically I could go into schools and do assemblies and all. I couldn't because of COVID, but I could via Zoom. And all of a sudden, as teachers were telling me, administrators, Zoom has taken on just a whole new look to it because of you. And it's not that I'm any big deal. It's, oh man, you were inspiring. You were encouraging. It was fun. It was different, but it was something that was helping others. And, And I I really like, you've been emphasizing values, and I think we need to have the time, make the time, take the time, because let's face it, I'm as, it's my problem as much as anybody else's, that little screen I have in my hand, you know, it can consume me, especially because I'm, I'm, I'm almost like a news junkie and I want to learn. I want to see, I want to, I want to gather, 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 you know me, uh, and, and you know, that's who I am, and I'm finding myself more and more turning my phone upside down so I can't see the screen, turning, you know, the reminders and notifications off um, so I can think. And being a musician too, I mean, I love music. I I get in the car and I make sure music is happening before I even start it, you know, and okay, now we're ready to go. I can start the car and I can get going. Yeah, yeah. But I'm finding myself too intentionally turning it off for periods of time. I love these two examples. Because you're not saying it's one or the other. No. You still appreciate and value and, dare I say, enjoy reading the news, right? It's, you, you, you know that there is value in knowing what's going on in the world. Mm-hmm. That's a good thing. You still love music. You find value in that. 
And you're also finding value in respite from these. And sometimes by taking a break from it, when we come back, we value it more. Going to, as you mentioned, socialization, relationships. I mean, even the relationship with your physician, right? That, that is a relationship. There is a trust there. Yes. And that's something I think we also need to, to be talking about is not just interactions at a superficial level. There's a deeper relationship. And as we've had a break from relationships, when we come back to them, hopefully we value them and see them in a different way. Hmm. We will not engage the way we did before. And the other piece that I really want to highlight that, that you said is, I, I think you'd use the word reflect by you know taking a, a moment to pause um, and to yes. think from from news, from music, whatever it may be, from stimulations, you yes. know, yes, from what, whatever it could be. That's something I hope as, as kind of a practical piece of advice as we re-enter into whatever life may be and whatever life I want myself to have too, because it may not be what it was before. I actually, as I reflect, I don't like some of the things I used to be able to do before. Sure. I don't sure. miss it actually. Yeah. Um, there's things I really like about the quiet <laughs> in the midst of a pandemic, if I'm being honest. But therein lies, we have to be honest with ourselves. We have to be able to self-reflect. And if I can recognize, you know what, doing this situation is making me particularly anxious. Now, is that anxiety because it really isn't a good fit for me? Or is it because, to our point before, it's making me uncomfortable and it's pushing Mm -hmm. me outside of my zone? Mm -hmm. It can be a combination. These are not black and white things. But if we can be more self-aware and have that opportunity to self-reflect, we can get ourselves into the place where there's kind of what we call a form of stress that helps us grow versus the form of stress that shuts us down. Interesting. We don't want the shutting down stress. No, you want enough no. stress that makes you perform really well, performing on tests, performing, you know, you know doing theater and things, people, yes. you know, performing in sports. You actually need stress to do that. And that can help you grow and perform well. You can push yourself too far or avoid if we are not self-aware enough. Oh, I like it. I like it because I'm a big one on pushing myself, pushing through, you know, I'm... I don't get sick a lot. And when I do, I don't like to be down and I have a tendency to push through maybe too much. Yeah. yeah. But being self-aware, but that means that we have to have some reflective time. And again, I'm not in any way, I'm not going to sit here and bash social. And and I mean, social media is great. We have an opportunity to be in contact with people. We can't see all the time, meet people. Uh, I mean, it's just, I think it's a great tool but I also think we need to turn it off at times. And with music, I mean, you know, I'm the guy, you know, since I'm a drummer, I'm the guy driving down the street, you know, playing drums on the dashboard. And yeah, but sometimes it's good to just turn it off and just, just be still. And I, that's something I think we really desperately need to do in our culture. Learn, you know, be aware enough. You're talking about self-aware and value. I guess I'm going to come back to that word value that reflective time, value that time that, uh, because that also helps you know who you are. I mean, let's face it, we struggle with, with who am I? What, who, and, and instead of letting somebody else define us or, or social media define us or, or whatever, who am I at my core? Do I value that? 
Um, where do I belong? Maybe as a result of the pandemic, we need to reevaluate. Maybe some of the relationships we've had, uh, maybe are not the healthiest for us. And maybe we need to find some That's new right. ones. Um, you know, I, I think that that whole thing of valuing and, and can I really, do I have a purpose? Can I make a difference somehow, some way, whether it's an individual's life, a younger brother, older sister, you know, parents, coach, friend, teammate, whatever it happens to be. But I don't, I'm not sure we value people, situations and things like we should. I, I love you bringing that out. And it's hard to do. Yes. And if we're not self-aware enough, we won't know how hard it is also. Mm. And, and, and then we, you're right, we go to one of the extremes of either we push through and ignore the discomfort, which is using our, our physical bodies as an example. You push yeah. too hard, you strain a muscle, you break a bone, you do, I mean, bad exactly. stuff happens. Exactly. And on the other side of it, we avoid and we don't push hard enough and we don't grow. And you know, you, you, you lose muscle mass. You lose, yeah, you no, exactly. In, right? Both are bad. There's a happy medium in there where we want to be able to continue to push, maybe have some discomfort, but not so much that it strains us ultimately. It's a fine line. It is. It really is. And I like what you're saying because we have to be willing to deal with some discomfort because everything can't always be, everything's fine. I don't have to push myself. Because you, if you're going to get any place, you know this uh, through ed the educational process. I know that. You know this as an educator. I do as well. You have to push yourself sometimes. Physically, when you start lifting weights, you start doing a punching bag, jogging, whatever it is that you enjoy doing, you got to push yourself because just sitting back and, and you know, uh, just kicking it all the time it, isn't going to help you. Um, and you can be an inspiration and an encouragement to others. What? How can we, again, I come back to this thing about uh, with us at Utah about wanting wanting to encourage people to make a difference and be the difference. Is there, is there something, I mean, I know there's many things, but what, is there something we can do to help others as we all embark on this epic journey of finding another normal? Yeah. You know, I, I think that there's a couple of fronts, and, and it's a lot of the themes that we have been talking about already tonight. One, being self-aware and being able to say, this is what I need, and this is what I can't do. Being able mm. to set boundaries and okay. advocate for ourselves also models for others that it's okay to be able to say no or to be able to do something oh, else. That's huge. I mean, we, we have been... Everybody has been forced, for instance, into isolation. I use it in quotes because it's not entirely true because of technology. You know, we're, we're, sure, we're less sure. isolated than people were with the Spanish flu 100 years ago. Right. Yes, we have a lot right. more opportunities and, and, and benefits, plus teleportation. Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> of course, of course. <laughs> the new superpower. And, and there are many of us who don't necessarily want to be in big groups like things were, um, who don't want to go back to workplaces as they were before. And people have found that, you know what, doing things a different way really works better. And I need to be able to be aware of that and express that. 
the next piece of that in the helping others is one, we've modeled that being able to say something about ourselves and our needs uh, is ooh. acceptable and good. Yes. And I think the other yes. aspect of it is when we are self-aware, we can also be a little bit more in tune with observing others' needs and then being able to call out and say, do you need to take a break? Do you need to go out this way? And being able to help them be able mm. to advocate for their needs. That can take a whole lot of different forms. Oh, yeah, of course, yeah. In, in a wide range. But there are many environments where we may not speak up for ourselves and we need somebody to be there with us and walk mm. with us. And if we're not in tune to each other and we're only just self-involved, we won't have that. Many of us can probably imagine a time when we've had somebody walk with us through something hard and Absolutely. we haven't. And it makes a big big difference oh you don't have to oh. be a specialist for any yeah. of that no and you know what comes to my mind just right away is bullying absolutely you know to have and, and let's face it bullying hasn't stopped because we we've, nope. we've spent a lot of time on screens and all but oh this has been this has been just a rich conversation um is there a place where you can recommend people can go to get some resources that would cause them to think like we've been talking about with values and, and, and being self-aware and having compassion for others and advocating any, any places you can point us to. There's a few resources. One who I've really liked, I think I've shared some resources with you is the greater good science center. Uh, yes. It's actually based in my alma mater at UC Berkeley. Uh, oh, they, they cool. Do, they, they have a really nice balance of based in firm science and mm -hmm. making things very practical for general audiences uh, yes. in the realm of compassion, empathy, self-awareness, mindfulness, all of these principles we're talking about. I, I love everything that they, they publish and, and share, and it's, I, I find it very, very accessible. So, so that's one. For other kinds of resources, uh, especially in the behavioral health realm, one would be uh, NIMH, the National Institute of Mental Health at our federal level. Okay, uh, they, sure. they provide a wide range of very good resources to help educate us, one about mental health conditions, but they also have resources, especially now in the midst of a pandemic, about how do we cope with that? It doesn't necessarily mm. mean you have to have a mental health condition to get resources from and I am sure. H. It, sure. It's also about prevention. And they've got some great resources there. Awesome. Similarly, I'll throw one more out is uh, NAMI, N-A-M-I, the National Association for Mental Illness. I think I have that acronym, right? Yeah. Um, but you, uh, you know, they're also a do a lot of advocacy in the community, especially from a family member perspective around mm. behavioral health conditions and resources. Mm. So all of those slightly different perspectives, but can give very useful, practical and, and link to additional. Awesome. Awesome. We'll, we'll make sure that we put all those up. And, and in fact, the greater good science, uh, you sent me that article uh, and I went ahead and signed up to get on, get future articles. Cause I thought this is good. This, you know, it, it's, it's practical. It's, it's, I don't have to be a, a data psychologist nope. who makes sense out of it. I don't have to be texting you, Dr. Josh, what do they mean? What do they mean? What do they mean? I can actually figure it out for myself. One more time. What, how do we follow you on social? On Instagram, I'm at Dr. Josh M. Twitter, I'm at Dr. Josh. And LinkedIn, I think it's also Dr. Josh M. Ah, all we have to do is remember Dr. Josh or Dr. Dr. Josh M. So there we'll also go. have those as well. Thank you. Great to be with you as always. Thanks for making time. Thanks for having uh, and me. And for making this so practical. And we'll do this again. Appreciate you very much. And uh, we'll look forward to having you again. Thanks Hopefully so much. Hopefully sooner than later. Sounds Thanks. great. 
This is Utah Radio.